Hello everyone, welcome to Real Talk with Jim Cat. Today is Thursday, February 1st here in San Diego, California, and it's my very first podcast. Today I wanted to talk about um, the most common mistakes that people make in training and hopefully help you avoid those mistakes. So let's dive right into it and we're going to start with one of the most common mistakes that I see in people, whether you're a newbie or you're a person with uh, some experience, is not warming up properly or not warming up at all. So when I just started my fitness career as a trainer, I used to work in a commercial gym and I would I, I noticed that a lot of people would not warm up at all or do very short warm up. Uh, that either not effective or simply unrelated to what they were going to do during upcoming workout. For example, you are going to train your upper body and as a warm-up you decide to step on a treadmill or on elliptical and you do about 10-15 minutes and you feel overall warmed up and then you go straight to, to lifting weights. And that, unfortunately, is not an efficient way to warm up your joints. So the proper warm-up should consist of exercises that prepare you for the lifting movements or the exercise movements you're going to perform during your workout. So as an example, for upper body, you should do some shoulder shoulder rotations, some um, elbow rotations, stretching, um, maybe several couple sets of push-ups, stretch your shoulders, your back, foam roll, etc. You want to make sure that your body is ready for work. And before you get to the heavy weights, of course, you want to work, warm up with slight, a slightly lighter weight and work your way to the heavier sets. Okay, so number two on the list is starting your workout regimen or your fitness journey without a plan. I cannot tell you how common it is not to have a plan. And this is one of the most crucial mistakes. Here's why. I've met a lot of people that have no clue about what are they going to do when they come to the gym. When I ask them, what are you going to do today? They're like, well, I don't know. I think I'm going to do some machines, probably some back. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I feel like doing today. Maybe some cardio. Let me ask you this. What are you trying to achieve by doing just random stuff? When you have a goal, the key to achieving it is creating a plan. I mean, if you're building a business, you're not just going to walk to bank and let's say you want a loan for um, for your business and you're not just gonna come in and say hey you know I'm not really sure what I'm doing but I would like this amount of money so I can build my business and reach my goals um, do you mind loan me like a couple hundred thousand dollars obviously you're not gonna do that right so why are you walking into the gym without a plan If you have a goal, you have to understand that your training has to correspond with the goals you're trying to achieve. 
everything you do has to have a purpose. If your goal is to be healthier, if your goal is to be, let's say, more flexible or gain strength in your upper body, your actions are going to be different from a person who is getting ready for competition or a person who is more advanced or a complete newbie and needs to work, let's say, on the overall body strength or lower body strength. So what you do at the gym has to directly correspond with your goals uh, that you have put for yourself. So make sure that you have a plan. Now that leads me to a little, let's say, subtopic. In order for you to have a plan, you have to have a good knowledge of what you're doing. And there are two ways of doing it. You're either going to put your time and effort and finances into learning the stuff you need to know, or you need to hire somebody who already knows that. Do you actually need, do you have to have a trainer? The answer is no. Just like you don't have to have a mechanic for your car, a lawyer, just like you don't need, let's say, a doctor for everything in life, you do not need a trainer. However, you you still need the knowledge. So you have a choice to either spend time and money learning the stuff or hire somebody who already knows it. But there's no really way around it. If you don't have access to the knowledge, you end up doing stuff that either not effective or something that is going to get you injured because you're doing too much of something you're not supposed to be doing. And that's why a lot of people fall off the wagon because they don't know what to do. They just get lost because there is so much information that it's really hard to filter through it. So figure out what you can do. Uh, Start where you can with what you have. And if you cannot afford a trainer, look for the resources. Look for the groups, for podcasts, for uh, people on social media, for maybe meetup group, groups in your neighborhood that can supply you with some kind of knowledge that could be useful to you. And then try not to stick with just one source, but rather get your information from different sources because one person cannot be correct 100% of the time. Whatever information each person supplies to the mass, right, um, is always subjective. It's based on our likes and needs, uh, regardless of how much we try to detach ourselves from from that, it still will have a hint of what I like. For example, when I present my information, right? I present things that I like, that I believe are correct. However, I'm sure there are, there are tons of people who do not agree with that. So in order for you to make an objective opinion, you need to hear the opinion and information from different sources. So let's move to the next one. Number three will be not tracking your progress, not having a journal or log. And this kind of goes with number two where you don't have a plan. So if you do have a plan, it it goes uh, kind of goes along with having a journal or a log to track your progress. It's really hard to progress when you don't know where you're at. Okay, it's really hard to make a change uh, or adjust your program if you don't know what to adjust. So I think it's very very important to actually write down your sets, your 
your sets, your reps, how you feel, and you know, adjusting as you go. Most people do between five to ten different exercises, four to five sets per exercise on each workout, and I I have really hard time believing that you will remember every weight on every set and how you felt throughout the week. Unless you're doing the same thing over and over again for months, which I hope you don't, it's really impossible to track without actually writing it down or recording it. So make sure you're tracking your progress or lack of thereof by keeping a journal or log. It's going to make your life a lot easier because you can actually take a look at it and see what needs to be changed. Okay, so next one on the list is wearing a wrong clothing or shoes. And again, coming back to the days when I used to work at commercial gym, I saw a lot of people, usually men, that wear, let's say, shorts or pants that are not supposed to be worn when you're working out, like a regular pants you go, you wear the street, right, or you go to the beach. I understand that maybe you came to the gym on your break and maybe you're not going to work your lower body, but you have to understand that everything you wear will determine how you move in space. Let me give you an example. A woman who walks on heels and wears a skirt moves differently than a woman wearing leggings and tennis shoes or a woman who's wearing flip-flops. Whatever we wear determines how we stand, how we act, how we feel, and um, how we move in space. Sometimes you can get injured just because you're wearing a wrong type of clothing because it's not stretchy, it's not, you know, it's not comfortable, and you're thinking about your clothing instead of thinking about the exercise you're doing. Another point is the wearing wrong shoes. And this is probably one of the most common ones that I see among newbies is people wearing running shoes for their legs day, for example. And I understand that running shoes are probably the most comfortable shoes you can come up with. They're squishy and comfortable and uh, you feel like you're walking on the clouds, but um, they're only meant to be worn for running. They're not meant to be worn 24-7. They're not meant to be worn on when you're doing squats or lunges, when you're working your lower body. They're not built for that. They do alter the way you walk and they do alter the way your muscles respond. If you wear your shoes, let's say running shoes, all the time, it actually will decrease the strength of your you know, arch muscles because you provide so much support that your muscles don't have to work that hard. So try not to overuse the comfort. If you're running, use running shoes. If you're squatting or doing any kind of lower body work, use flat sole shoes flat and sturdy, so something really hard. If you're doing Olympic lifting or powerlifting, obviously wear the shoes that are made specifically for that sport, for that discipline, and list goes on, okay? Next on the list, number five, is using too much supplemental equipment 
when not necessary or not needed. And what I mean by that is things like belts, weight belts, corset, again, shoes, straps, gloves, etc. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing to, to let's say, wear a weight belt when you're doing one rep max or six rep max or wear gloves when you're doing 100 pull-ups, you know, or straps when you're lifting super heavy weight. But if you're using this equipment when you're not, not necessarily needed, but you're just too lazy and you just need, you feel like you kind of sort of want to make your life easier, you have to understand it does not um, bring you closer uh, to the results. Okay, because you're not working in your full potential. You have to use as much muscle strength as possible. It's okay to have calluses on your palms. It's not a big deal. It's okay to feel that your forearms are tiring. It's okay to not wear a belt when you're doing 10 reps on the squat. You, you know, when you're over-providing yourself with supplemental stuff, right? When you're making your life too easy, you're avoiding your full potential. You're avoiding training your back when you're doing squats with a belt or with a corset. Well, corset in general is a separate topic. Please stop wearing them if you do. It's not necessary to wear a weight belt when you're doing pull-ups or lateral pull-downs. I've seen it so many times in, in the gym or when you're doing bicep curl. Like, what is the purpose? You need to to move your body as much as possible. You need your muscles to work as much as possible in order for your body to become stronger. There is no need for that supplemental stuff, okay? And let's get to the last one on the list, the low self-worth, a lack of confidence, low self-esteem. One of the most common things that prevents or reasons that prevents people to start their fitness journey is the lack of confidence. It's feeling awkward about coming to the gym. You know, I've heard it so many times uh, when people say, well, I really want to start, but I kind of feel awkward if I walk into the gym, I don't know what I'm doing and people are going to stare at me and I don't like how I look. I feel really, really awkward. So I'm just, I'm just not going to go. You see, quitting is not an answer to your problem. I understand it could be intimidating and difficult, but you have to take a first step. And the first step is believing into yourself and understanding that everyone starts at something. We all been there. When I first walked into the gym, it was back in 2011 or 2012, I stepped on the treadmill and I realized I don't know how to use it. I, I didn't... Re- <laughs> because I'm from Russia and we use kilometers instead of miles, it didn't occur to me right away that when I press to 10, it's going to be 10 miles an hour. And at that time, when I just started out, right, it was pretty fast. I swear it was the funniest moment of my life. I pressed the start button and then I keep pressing the speed and I went all the way to 10. I almost flew off the treadmill like literally into the wall. At the last moments, I was able to grab to the handles and lift myself up, but it was awkward. It was funny, but you know, I learned the hard way. 
you know, that's not what he do. So that was a good lesson. And I start, I, I decided I need to start learning and asking people how to use the stuff. You know, it's, I never seen the equipment before. I didn't know what is it for, how to use it, how to apply it to myself. So I start Googling. I start talking to people. I uh, start asking both males and females and, um, it's not as scary as it seems. You know, if you come to the gym and you don't know what to do, ask people around. Regardless of how intimidating you think they look, it's most likely because they simply zoned out and focused on their workout, not because they're trying to to kill you if you ask them something. You know, majority of people are going to be happy to help you if the if you ask them for advice. Nobody's going to, you know, punch you in the head or be mad at you. It's okay to ask questions. It's the gym environment is more friendly than it seems. It's not the survival of the fittest. It's more of a friendly environment than it seems from for, for the outsider. So, don't feel so intimidating. Intimidated. Find a friend or a person who can help you out with maybe take you to the gym or walk into the gym and ask a trainer or anyone who works there to introduce you to to the new equipment to the rules that um, are important to follow in the gym to etiquette and stuff like that and take one step at a time take one day at a time the the further you go the more comfortable you're going to become and then the more comfortable you are, the higher is the level of your confidence. Remember, you need to believe in yourself. If you do not believe in yourself, nobody will. And it all starts with your self-worth and self-belief. So that will be it for today. I think I covered the most most mistakes. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you like what I have to say, if you like what I do, please follow me on social media and share this podcast with your friends and family. And I'll talk to you soon, guys. Have a great week.